In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Betches Media presents... A lot of them aren't even pretending to be in charge. Remove him from office. No justice, no peace. Cast a vote that will make you proud. The Betches Sup Podcast. With all due respect, that's a bunch of malarkey. Hello and welcome to the Betches Sup Podcast. I'm Elise Morales. I'm Sammy Fishbein. And for those of you who are just tuning in, the Betches Sup Podcast is your daily rundown of all the craziest shit that's going on in the news explained by your two funniest friends. Which is us. Amazing. Sammy, should we just roll into it today? Let's roll. You're, Let's roll. Uh, do you have any updates personally? Because I actually don't. <laughs> um, uh, I'm, I'm eating the working man's food, charcuterie, right now. <laughs> we were just talking, in case you guys weren't aware, there was a debate on Twitter like two weeks ago about whether or not you can be a true socialist and enjoy charcuterie. I fall, I'm on the side of charcuterie. Me too. I think it is very cancel culture to write someone off for their love of cured meats and cheeses. But Exactly. And I'm on the side of the people who say that ultimately meat, cheese, and bread is the working man's food. It is. And whether you display it on a nice board, I don't think that that changes the fact that it is ultimately the working man's food. I'm here with you for sure. <laughs> I mean, well, I'm, but I'm glad we solved that. But as the Kardashians say, people are dying, Kim, and the pandemic is out of control. Yes. and that is our first conversation for the day because the United States has reported more than five million cases of COVID nineteen at this point. It took us three months to reach one million cases, but only took seventeen days for cases to rise from four million to five million. So, mm. if you know like math. That means that the rate is accelerating. <laughs> if you're aware of math. <laughs> yeah. Or as Trump would say, of course you have more cases. You have more testing. Anyway. Um, more than, okay. So now there's this whole debate over opening schools. But meanwhile, which were, you know, lots of places are still going full steam ahead with have already New been York's, opened. New York, New York is include, doing it. But New York has very low cases it's not this it's really like i feel like there is a a like a reasonable way that one could like take precautions in a case in a state where cases are very low and maybe try it yes but i also trust new york that like if it's not going well they'll stop yeah i trust that as well and i was reading an article that's like i mean if new york's able to do it then it's basically the prototype for how it gets done. If exactly. New York's not able to do it, then it's basically the sign that's like, you can't, it can't, it be, can't done. be done. <laughs> so yeah. we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. But while this debate is going on, uh, more than 97,000 children have tested positive for coronavirus in the last two weeks of July, according to a new medical report. Which Whoa, is I thought that was total. No, in the last two weeks but of July. But it's 
it's just crazy because you have all these people who are like, children can't get COVID, they're fine. Meanwhile, we have no clue what the long-term term results of getting COVID are. Um, it, it, and they, you have no sense of like who's even had it in some cases. Exactly. Um, I mean, yeah. COVID has been shown to like, it, it rocks your system when you get it. I mean, we have an episode back from at the beginning of quarantine where I'm talking to a comedian, Brian Yang, who had it. And the weeks of recovery that it took afterwards, like, we don't know. You know, you could have reduced lung capacity or be susceptible, more susceptible to other illnesses after. If you're a kid who gets COVID in your youth, maybe that'll manifest in certain issues as you get older. Like, we simply don't know. Right. I mean, it's a bat cold. Like, you don't know how the human immune system, depending on each person's individual chemistry, is going to react to it. Exactly. So, yeah. I mean, that. so that 97,000 number is a 40% increase in child cases across states and cities that were studied. So, it seems to be, again math getting worse. Um, And now over 160,000 Americans have died of COVID. I'm seeing projections that we're going to be at like 400,000 by December or something. Yeah. And this is a reminder that literally last week, Trump got a campaign ad taken off of Facebook and Twitter in which he said that children are basically immune to COVID, which is false. False. And so dangerous to say it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, one of one of um, Avi's sisters, they she lives in Israel, and mm-hmm. one of her daughter's classmates got COVID. So then the whole family had to get tested. Everyone has to get tested. Her husband got a positive result and then a negative result, but they're still being forced to quarantine for fourteen days, and now they can't come to our wedding, probably. I don't want to say definite because they're trying to figure out like what the deal is with the false positive, Mm -hmm. but like you have these like failed testing regimes and this, these lies about like Mm -hmm. that that kids in schools are fine. And then you get people as a result trapped in their own country because of it. Yeah. um, Oh, and speaking of, I did get my COVID test results today and i'm excited to announce that two weeks ago i did not have covid (laughs) (laughs) i can't believe we're talking about that now very exciting news two weeks ago i did not have covid do i have it now probably not but we don't know because the test was from two weeks ago is this a first world country like i don't understand No, it's crazy. And I mean, we're already seeing these schools are having massive issues. Uh, The ones that have gone back, there's that school in Georgia, North Paulding High School, went viral because there was a picture of their crowded ass hallway with one girl wearing a mask who I'm sure like that's the girl everybody makes fun of. Like, like, I'm sure this girl is not, uh, you know, the most popular girl in school. Probably, (laughs) She's the only one wearing a mask. Then the school actually suspended the two students who took photos that got disseminated. But then once they started going viral for suspending those students, they unsuspended them. I said this last week, like if I get unsuspended from this school where no one's wearing masks and it remains open, despite that school actually has apparently like a large number of COVID cases. I'm like, fuck you. I'm staying suspended. Yeah, exactly. 
thanks for excluding me from coming to this death trap of a school. And yeah. also they, they keep being like, it's impossible to enforce a mask mandate. And like I said this in the SEP and I've seen other people say it. I don't think it's impossible for them to enforce their dress code, which they have. Like, right. let this girl show up in flip-flops and spaghetti straps and a shirt and a skirt that's, like, not fingertip length and see if they can enforce what you're wearing or if it's personal choice. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Come on. The hypocrisy. Come on. Hey, American Fever Dream listeners, I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Because now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone for any occasion. And it's easy. You just tap or click Gift Mode in your Etsy app or Etsy.com and then answer a few questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And Gift Mode instantly gives you a curated gift idea list based on hundreds of personas. Now it is simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a Mother's Day gift for the quilter or a birthday present for the vintage hunter, there is something for everyone on Etsy. Some of my favorite things to do are go to Etsy gift mode and then search absurd things like what kind of gifts do you have with Walter Cronkite on them? What kind of gifts do you have for dachshund owners? There's jewelry, ceramic, toys, board games, all kinds of fun stuff. A gifting moment is always right around the corner, whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you. Gift mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try gift mode on Etsy now. Today's episode of American Fever Dream is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. It's Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription rental service, and for just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles. They also have inclusive sizing, up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. You get fast, free shipping returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. This is the best. You just put it back in your box, send it out, and before you know it, you've got your next one. And you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. I bought the Rachel Antonoff pasta puffer from them. I was obsessed with it, like everybody who tries it is, and it was completely sold out everywhere else. So I felt like I really, really had an in there. So thank you, Newly. Newly is an amazing value at $98 a month for any six styles. And right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code FeverDream20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's newly with two U's and enter the code FeverDream20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, newly with two U's with code FeverDream20. Newly subscription clothing rental, change your clothes. Speaking of gatherings, mass gatherings, uh, over the weekend, 250,000 people on I, mostly on motorcycles began their trek to South Dakota's 10-day Sturgis motorcycle rally. Uh, because that had to happen. That event had to t- it had to take place. And if it didn't, where would we be as a nation? What are we going to do without college football and now the Sturgis motorcycle rally? <laughs> That I've never heard of before. Right. I now. just I just feel like if Coachella's canceled, if all of those things are canceled, like we can't cancel the Sturgis motorcycle rally. But okay. 
Um, what are we doing? You have to think of the culture, Elise. Luckily, think of the culture. Yeah, I mean, imagine uh, the the cultural loss that would take place if the Sturgis Motorcycle Rally was not able to go on. The one thing that will not be able to happen is that attendees are not allowed to go through the Cheyenne River Sioux checkpoints because basically a spokesman for the tribe or a Native American group in general just was like, yeah, no, you're not, uh, we're not going to have 250,000 unmasked motorcyclers just like roll through our sacred lands. So that will not be happening. Um, there's a ton of concerns, obviously, like as far as, as people have been arriving, most of them aren't wearing masks, though that I will say that some motorcycle helmets do have a mask element. That's by accident. <laughs> so maybe some of them are accidentally masked <laughs> and that's good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You know, the motorcycle with it has the face thing, but not all of those have that. Um, T-shirts available at the rally say, screw COVID, I went to Sturgis. They're literally selling T-shirts that say this. This is like Burning Man for a different type of person. <laughs> yes. And the state's Republican governor, Christy Noem, basically said, uh, I trust the people and they trust me. So... All right. I mean, on that note, <laughs> on the one hand, like, I guess the benefit is that this is, is mostly an outdoor event and we've seen that outdoor spread isn't as bad, but also people aren't wearing masks. So they have their accident, their accidental masks. Yes. But the, it's like the, the protests didn't spread COVID because one, they were outside, but two, everyone wore masks at the protest because the protesters were a mask wearing bunch. That's true. This is not really a mask heavy bunch. They're wearing t-shirts that literally say screw COVID. So like, cause that's another thing at the protest, like, you know, what's funny. They don't even mean screw COVID. What they mean is screw COVID safety. Yes. <laughs> but no one pointed that out in the printing process. And also <laughs> screw you. Like just fuck you. I don't really care. No, fuck if, you and die. That's what I it don't, says. I don't care about you. I don't care about like, me. I don't care about anybody. Like if you believed in screw COVID, you'd wear a mask. And that, that's actually so true. If you actually wanted to screw COVID, you would abide by regulations. You know, Sammy, they just don't have the creative talent on their team, obviously, to point these things out. Sammy, maybe you should do like... Um, Consulting for idiots? Yeah, or d maybe hire like a like a skywriting team to get this message out <laughs> to, to the people, something that says like, you are actually mistaken. I don't know how long it would take to communicate this message via skywriting. <laughs> Probably like they would take longer to read it. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But speaking of another maskless bunch, um, President Trump, uh, hosted two packed indoor events over the weekend, one in the ballroom of his golf club in Bedminster, New Jersey, and another fundraiser elsewhere in New Jersey. At his golf club, he denounced the media in front of dozens of maskless, maskless supporters and assured them the virus would disappear and that the news is fake. The greatest Great. hits. 
Um, the second fundraiser was at the home of a friend of Trump's who actually died in April due to COVID-19 complications. No, is, oh my God. I did not know that until yeah. you just set it off of our outline. That's crazy. It's crazy. Oh my God. Well, it's also frightening because it just shows that no one cares. They don't learn. Fuck you and die is their motto. Um, admission to the fundraiser cost between $5,600 and $250,000 with perks including photo opportunities to get very close to the president. And you can also be in a round table discussion with the president, um, which I could not even imagine like a right? round table discussion with Donald Trump. I mean, first of all, I can have a round table discussion with sort of a senile old man for free at Thanksgiving. So I don't really need to pay $250,000 to have like a random baby boomer say conspiracy theories to me. Like I can actually access that at any time. So I think what they really want is that they like want to get some sort of tax break from him. So they're just really paying to be like, can you like help out, you know? Yeah. The well, if you, yeah. If you attend, you can be the postmaster general. You can be anyone. <laughs> like it's literally that's, our current postmaster general is just a Trump donor. Are you Literally. unemployed? Attend a Trump fundraiser. And you will get a job in the yeah. government. Find something new at the Trump fundraiser. <laughs> yeah, it's actually a career change event <laughs> for people who are career seeking. Fair. Mm -hmm. it's, a, <laughs> it's a career fair for conservative, corrupt, corrupt like, individuals to make yeah. a change. Yeah find something new but he assured the group which actually this is relevant because it included many syrian jews um that he would deal with iran within four weeks of being reelected. scary considering he thinks he's getting reelected on november 3rd and i think the ballots are not even going to be close to counted uh within four weeks of his re-election no he's so, he's trying to make that the case he's they fired 26 high-ranking people at USPS this weekend. He's trying to make the mail not work even more than it didn't work. Also, as an update, I did finally get my mail after six days, and it was, like, <laughs> it was, like, all wet and crazy. Like, it looked like it had seen some shit to get here. I was, like, I was, like, oh, my God, what have you, what have you been through? <laughs> the Postmaster General sets up, like, an obstacle course for the mail. It, it truly looked like to get because these are letters also that were sent from manhattan they're checks that get cut in manhattan and then are mailed to me and it looked like they pers each letter personally swam the hudson river to get to me is this the east river or the hudson that's between the east river they, okay they swam you know what they swam the hudson they were like we we did the wrong river they had to get out they had to come back that's what this mail looked like when it finally got to me. <laughs> it's like it did like a global guts racetrack to get to Yes. Me. Yes, they had to they climb climbed the, the agro crack. crack. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what the, that's what the new postmaster general is making is uh setting up for mail in voting. <laughs> yes. Your your ballot will have to do an obstacle course. It'll have to answer trivia like <laughs> Like somewhat, t the temple guards are gonna try to catch it. Like you're not, we're not getting the mail, folks. It's not happening. No, it's um, not. But back to what you're saying, couldn't Donald Trump deal with Iran now? Isn't he currently the president? He's gonna just, you know, he's a coward, and he's gonna use it as a distraction later. 
I mean, why now? It's insane to be like, once I'm reelected, I can do this stuff. And it's like, I mean, you literally are the president now. You can actually, you have the full powers of office currently. Especially because the idea of something being like politically unfavorable, like you've already killed 160,000 people (laughs) just from the, just from coronavirus. So, yeah. And then there's also like the bounties on the heads in, in, uh, Russia. Uh, yeah. No, but, Russian yeah. soldiers did it. Yeah. What? <laughs> I was like, wait, what? Remind me right, of this You've scandal. already killed so many people. Like, <laughs> how do you care about, like, looking bad? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy. And it's also, it goes back to, again, just saying make America great again when you've been president for four years. Like, it, it's, it makes sense. It's screw COVID. <laughs> yeah, screw <laughs> It's all of it. It doesn't make sense. None. What we're getting to is that none of the logic actually pans out. Zero. Speaking of things not panning out, our segues have been good today, I feel. Yeah. Where are we on COVID relief? The answer is nowhere. Uh, Over the weekend, congressional Republicans and the White House rejected Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi's suggestion of a $2 trillion COVID deal. This is basically halfway between the $3 trillion Democratic COVID deal and the $1 trillion GOP COVID deal. They rejected it out of hand. I mean, Chuck Schumer basically went out and he was like, look, Mick Mulvaney is a Tea Party Republican. They don't want to spend any money on this, even though literally... Every single economist says the only way out of this is for the federal government to inject a fuckload of money. Like, really, we should just be doing the Democrats to $3 trillion deal. But they came down a trillion dollars, which basically insane. it cuts like they basically cut every single program that they wanted to short to get to that number. And Republicans are like, still, no, we have to have it be $1 trillion, even though everyone says that's not going to work. So. After, first of all, it's the White House that didn't agree to this deal. But then President Trump came out and signed a bunch of executive actions on Saturday, making a big statement. He was like, well, because Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer can't get anything done. It's like, you didn't agree to the deal. They gave you a deal that was literally the halfway point between their thing and your thing. And you shot that thing down so that you can make this speech and sign a bunch of documents that don't mean anything. So President Trump signed several executive actions on Saturday. Basically, this is an attempt to go around Congress, but it's basically unclear if these measures will do anything or if they're even constitutional. So it was kind of just like a way for him to be like, I'm doing something while actually also stopping us from really doing anything. So he signed a bunch of different orders Uh, on evictions. President Sump, President Sump. (laughs) That is what he is. President Trump signed an order. It's very funny. So he was like, we're going to fix the evictions problem. Don't worry about it. The order actually just says that we need to consider if measures to stop evictions are necessary. So it's an order to consider something. You know, it's, if I'm like a student, I'm handing in my homework and being like, I considered it. <laughs> exactly. It's like, I am directing My consideration you, is I'm not going to do shit for you. I am directing you to have a long think about this. And I want, I want you to really think about it 
Like what? <laughs> it, like what are we? Are were we not considering this? No. The second part of his eviction order it basically just says that they should identify any federal funds that will help. So basically, it's like in order to kind of start thinking about evictions, it doesn't actually do anything. On unemployment, President Trump says that his order will provide an additional, basically a $400 extension per week to the unemployment benefits. But actually, the order is really complicated because since it doesn't extend them through Congress, states will have to set up like some crazy, they basically have to set up an entire new process to potentially get this extra $400 to people. And states are responsible for paying 25% of that order. So $100 of all of every $400 has to be paid for by the states. And states are mostly bankrupt and actually need a new part of the new COVID bill. And part of the thing that they're arguing about is that these states do not have, we need more aid to states, they need like, billions of dollars more. So the states aren't going to be able to actually help. So actually, no, no one's eligible for this money. He's like making the states handle it. But the states are like, we can't handle it. He's like, yeah. handle it more. Part of the need for this COVID bill is to get money to states because states are going bankrupt trying to deal with COVID. So that doesn't do anything. Uh, they, can't, they can't pick up the tab. Another thing he did is since the beginning of this whole thing, he's been talking about doing a payroll tax cut. Basically, everyone has been like, that's not going to help anyone. But he finally, what's funny is he, finally sort of did it in this. He didn't even actually do a payroll tax cut. He just deferred the payment of payroll taxes until the end of the year. So everyone's still going to have to pay them. So he didn't even do the thing that he's been talking about doing for so long. He just deferred it till December 31st. Well, that's like the thinking version of paying. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's absurd. He didn't even do the one thing he wanted to do. The only thing that's coming out of this that seems to be of merit is that he did direct Department of Education to extend the student loan relief in the CARES Act through the end of the year, meaning that student loan payments are paused and interest is suspended on federally held student loans through the end of the year. So anyway, none of this really did anything um, except for the student loan one. And that's where we're at going into this week. I feel like he saw Taylor Swift drop folklore and he's like, I'm going to, I'm going to drop my surprise executive order album. Yeah. This is my quarantine project. (laughs) Um, I'm so excited for you guys to finally hear what I've been working on. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, I think that brings us to the end. Sadly. Um, I know. I know. I'm sure a million more things will happen. I mean, I'm sure that as soon as we're done recording, Joe Biden will announce to his vice president. Well, you know, that will make people have to tune in tomorrow, which is, mm-hmm. which is, you know, their treat. Their treat. So until the return of democracy, I'm Elise Morales. I'm Sammy Fishbein. And this is the Betches Sup Podcast. Bye. Bye. The Betches Sup Podcast is produced by Sean Kilby and Amanda Duberman. Our podcast managers are Mike Coscarelli and Sean Kilby. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Artwork by Brittany Levine. Be sure to follow us at Betches underscore Sup on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send your emails to Sup at Betches.com. Betches.